It's March 11th, 2022, and I would make a 311 reference, but none come to mind. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa. Issa, not feeling well tonight. She's at home. We'll wish her uh, the very best and speedy recovery. But we're here tonight to talk about SmackDown and Raw. And Alfred, let's start with the top story everybody's talking about right now. Inspector Rampage and uh, Top Story that everybody's Rampage. talking sorry, about. Sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Can you imagine? That's five hours of wrestling. Don't trigger me like I, that. I, I've been playing a WWE 2K22, you know, in GM mode, so my brain is just scrambled. But yes, <laughs> let's talk about SmackDown and Rampage. SmackDown, here we go. Yes, uh, well, the lead story is Big E. I know everybody's thoughts are with Big E. He took a very scary bump. It's a belly-to-belly suplex from Ridge Holland where he landed directly on his head and looked very scary, was stretchered out of the arena tonight in Birmingham. He just posted an update in his timeline. Uh, he does have a mobility of all of his digits and limbs, and his fingers move and his legs feel fine. He said his strength is back to normal, but unfortunately he has suffered a broken neck. Uh, it's looking like he's all but guaranteed to not be at WrestleMania, but what's important is that he says he's going to be okay and he will be back. And uh, it's just a very scary bump, Glenn, if you saw it, and really kind of oh, yeah. took the wind out of the sails of social media um, from the moment it happened because it was a very, very ugly bump. No, absolutely. I mean, it's just painful to rewatch the clip. Glad he's okay, but he did clarify. Broken neck, he even moved his fingers on camera. Seems to be in good spirits. But, man, I hope Big E gets better soon and comes back better than ever. Uh I mean, just this could I like, it's you know, I don't want to speculate, but, yeah, this could have gone so so much worse um i'm glad glad he's doing okay yeah it's too and even the broken neck is it's kind of a sigh of relief you're hoping nothing was wrong with him but even the broken neck is a sigh of relief based on how scary it was and it's coming off the heels of that scary bump from madcap moss so just very in short order uh, a lot of these scary moments that uh, averted complete disaster although you know biggie does have a broken neck now yes and it's every fiber of my being to not say broken freaking neck every time. Yeah. Biggie will say it. I'm sure when he comes back and wins the WWE title again, he'll say he did it with a broken freaking neck. Yes. Uh, but no, seriously, Biggie, hope you get better soon. Uh, glad you seem to be in good spirits and uh, never want to watch that clip again. Yeah. No, I saw it once. That's the only time I'll ever see it. No, absolutely. Uh, what else we got? Well, there is a backstage talk on Cody Rhodes. The saga continues. We were hot, we were cold, we were hot, we were cold. Looks like we're back to being cold again. See, what's going on with Seth Rollins per the Wrestling Observer Newsletter is that WWE is holding off and holding out hope that maybe Seth Rollins can have a match with Cody Rhodes, but talks with Cody Rhodes after Creative was told to start developing storylines for him. Talks have stalled out. They are not said to be dead but uh, it looks like WWE is kind of waiting until about March 14th, which would be this coming's Raw, I believe. Yes, this coming Monday on Raw, March 14th, uh, to see if Cody could possibly either go with Rhodes or a different direction. But uh, it looks like WWE Cody Rhodes no closer to a deal than they were last week. Glenn. So here's what you need to do, WWE, to get Cody into the uh, company before WrestleMania 1 sneak into his house i don't want to advocate breaking and entering but you need to break into his house and erase smackdown off his dvr tonight <laughs> and second you need to find a way to disable his access to twitter or any other social media where he could see what they did to pete dunn this evening um and i think you <laughs> might have a fighting chance of signing cody Rhodes. but short of doing that i don't know i mean yeah like you might have to add another zero or double your existing offer 
if he saw tonight what happened with uh, the debut of Butch on SmackDown. I, I will be fascinated to know if he signs and possibly when he signs with WWE, what he signed for, what the holdup was. The, this is one more, another side, because you had the split with AEW. You figured he'd just go back to WWE with open arms. This has some drama around it. And so Cody seems to be a man who is followed by drama for one reason or another. But in the wrestling business, it's a great thing. And I would just love to see. I hope the cameras are capturing this or whatever's going on behind the scenes with Cody Rhodes, because I'm very fascinated now. I mean, I don't think uh, TK wants to do it, but it would seem like giving him uh, that Triple H like presence in Ring of Honor would be a pretty good way to get him back into the fold. Maybe maybe give him some upside, but we're not hearing any rumblings of that. Yeah, I think it is more likely he shows up at WrestleMania, but we'll see. Maybe he goes and does his own thing. Maybe he starts his own promotion, which would be too rich for his blood, probably. But you never know. That's what they said last time. Stephen Amell can uh, you know chip in a couple bucks. Can see it. Stranger things have happened, including AEW. I mean, and, let, uh, let's not let's not forget the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins owns NWA. Absolutely, Billy Corgan. Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe Cody buys NWA. Good, good. What else we got? Speaking of companies buying one another, Glenn shareholders yeah. have approved a merger between Warner Media and Discovery Plus. Warner Media Discovery rather have merged. And uh, this really won't affect AEW programming, whether it comes to uh, TNT, whether it comes to TBS, Dynamite, and Rampage. But this is going to lead to more speculation that AEW possibly may have inked a deal with HBO Max, which is under the Warner Media umbrella. Um, that's only been speculation. That was a theory behind what the big announcement would be. But people are still expecting that maybe there was a deal between HBO Max and AEW. But Warner Media now uh, merged with Discovery. Well, I think we need to take this to its natural conclusion and have Chip and Joanna Gaines with, uh, you know, MJF and other AEW superstars going in and renovating houses. <laughs> Extreme AEW makeover. You know, we need those corporate synergies and discovery. You know, let's get Wardlow out on a boat like tagging sharks and stuff. It. You know, hey. I mean, let's really, really go there. And you know what you can call it? You can call it whose house? Yes. Greatest show. Good, good plug for Swerve Strickland tonight. Yes. So speaking uh, of the Warner Media, another uh, side note about Warner Media executives: a lot of people have been expecting the Briscoes to appear on AEW programming. They've been calling out FTR, talking about Tony Khan. People think it's a formality, but it looks like this might be a tricky situation because there is a Warner Media executive reportedly who uh, does not want the Briscoes to come to AEW based on uh, some homophobic remarks that they did make in 2013. They did apologize for it. Uh, but this uh, said to be a sticking point within at least one AEW executive. Blend. Not AEW um, executive, Warner Media executive, network executive. I had to go back and look at the tweets. Um, and at first I was, you know, my first response was like, oh, you know, a lot of wrestlers have said some things. A lot of people have things in their past that maybe are unfortunate or regrettable. And uh, yeah, after looking at those original tweets, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I know that they have taken steps. They've made apologies and donations. But um, for those who haven't seen them, they're not out there. I mean, the gist of it is that, I mean, one, there was like liberal use of uh, the the F word to uh, uh, refer to gay people. But legitimately, one of the tweets was talking about the legalization of gay marriage and then saying, if you try and teach my kid that's okay, I'm going to shoot you. Um, I mean, this is pretty explicit uh hardcore homophobia and i don't know that they've addressed that in a way that people are satisfied with 
Okay, but I'm not, I've never been comfortable with the idea that, you know, these tweets from 2013, if I thought that this is who they were in 2022, that's sure, one sure. thing. But, you know, you know, it's one of those things like the devil you know, the devil you don't know. And sure. there are a lot of people who maybe are gainfully employed who are able to get away with thinking like this, which I think uh, could be more dangerous than somebody publicly embarrassing themselves with these tweets, yeah. which you know, I'm never going to approve of. But at the same time, believe me, they were rehabbed in terms of how they thought. And, you know, this... Now, 10 years later, I would like to think that they've moved past this. But uh, listen, you can't tell people how to think about things and how to take things. And this is a consequence of their actions. But, you know, I don't uh, think it would be fair to paint a narrative that these 2013 tweets define the Briscoe brothers. Well, I agree with that. And I'm saying that, you know, I've known of the Briscoes for a long time. I didn't know about the tweet controversy. But I'm saying that looking at it tonight and just even seeing that this was out there was just kind of like, oh, shit. Like, this this is a lot worse than some things people have come back from in recent memory. I'm saying that if I'm a Warner executive and someone was like, oh yeah, there was this controversy like 10 years ago. Uh, don't worry about it. It's all past. And then they looked at this. I could see where they might be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got we to gotta dig a little deeper into this to fully understand it before we go forward. Um, on paper, it's not great. But look, I agree. There has to be some pathway to rehabilitation uh, for stupid social media posts. Yes, 100% you know? on the bird app. Yes, there has to be. But I understand why if a Warner executive just became aware of this for the first time, this is like a really sure. terrifying first impression to have of the talent. And um, look, I mean, I think the Briscoes are exceptionally talented. I will say that I think they are incredibly effective as heel wrestlers because there is something about their intensity where they are the most terrifying looking yes. intense MFers in wrestling. And I could see where you know, you combine that with some statements from the past is that people could be legitimately just afraid of what they're getting into. If these guys are keeping it kayfabe. This I've from a strictly talent standpoint, in terms of just these guys, the tag team, I've always wanted them stylistically in WWE because in AEW, they would fit in just fine. But that's the thing you could, easily risk getting lost in the shuffle uh, just as just as high work rate tag team from the South. But in WWE, they would stick out like sore thumbs. And I think they would get over if WWE gave them the chance without making them look like fools. And even if they did, they have the charisma to pull off and get over. And I just think they would stick out like anything else in WWE. It'd be a really marketable tag team for them. Uh, well, and to their credit, like the Wyatt family looked like a bunch of dudes acting and playing yes deliverance the briscoes look like they will legit like you will they will legitimately disappear you somewhere in uh the backwoods very real very real so yeah i mean i get both sides of this but you know there's there's probably more they can do to uh make warner brothers comfortable and further rehabilitate any lingering effects of this if they've indeed changed and have more open open mind and moved on but granted AEW, i would say has been very progressive uh uh, and has a huge uh, fan base and outreach in the LGBTQA plus community. So I understand where they want to protect their track record there. Yeah, and ROH is now owned by AEW, which is under the Warner Media umbrella. So now yeah. it's kind of fair to question whether the Briscoes will be allowed in ROH. So this is something to uh, follow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, say Ja, $1.99, saying worst belly to belly, no hips in the throw at all, referring to what happened with uh, E tonight. Yeah, I don't want to pile on Ridge Hall yeah. at all. I know he's new, but I mean, something similar happened with Johnny Gargano in a neck injury with uh, Rich Holland. So very bad luck with the, these belly to belly suplexes. And uh, I don't know if they need to cool it on doing that or, you know, I don't want to even pass the blame around because you never know what you're going to end up coming out in terms of what happened. But uh, for a new guy, these suplexes are very, very 
tough to pull off for somebody who uh, is inexperienced. I am air $2 saying WWE can't have Butch without Luke, the Bushwhackers. Um, I feel like we could do an entire episode just on Butch. Butch! Oh, we'll get into Butch. One more story before we get into uh, <laughs> the newest name controversy in WWE is William Regal took to Twitter and he denied reports that he is in serious condition. The Wrestling Observer reported this week that William Regal, uh, his condition was more serious than he ever let on and said that he is in a very serious condition. But Regal went to Twitter and he said, already that's why I stay out of the rumor mill and gossip. I've just found out there's things being printed about my health. I'm healthier than I've been in many years. I talked this week to someone about things that happened to me in 2018. He's referring to the Talk is Jericho podcast where he'll go into detail about his health no. issues. But he says that he is doing fine. Well, it's good to hear. And uh, it's great seeing him in AEW. Uh, Highlight Reel, $2, saying Matt and Rent retweeted the song, Love Wrestling Inc., don't know what that's referring to which song we need to know more about the song yes we must know about the song matt and rent yes uh what else we got that is our news now on the butch baby oh my god butch i'll give it three weeks everybody will call him butch let's just the quicker you accept it the quicker it'll happen you know, when, when Gunther won out and now everybody's calling him Gunther, everybody with the controversy. Um, they're going to chant Walter. There's still a hangers on, but it looks like Gunther's going to win out. So it looks like Pete Dunn is Butch now. Yes. Pete Dunn is Butch in the Peaky Blinders gang with Seamus <laughs> and Ridge Holland. Oh, my God. Uh, Brock Lesnar was there, opened up SmackDown tonight. Yes. Called out Reigns. We saw footage of Madison Square Garden with Roman interfering in Brock's match. Reigns not there tonight. Paul Heyman came out instead. And uh, yeah, man, they're building this towards Mania. What'd you think? I thought it was fine. I'm glad they kept it short and got the Brock Lesnar chasing Paul Heyman out of the building. That's what should have happened because he's all pissed off. And a lot of heat for Roman Reigns not being there. When I was in LA and they came here, they announced that Roman Reigns wouldn't be there at the top of the show, and it got like some of the biggest heat of the night. And I felt like this was the same kind of night where he said Roman won't be here, and people don't like that. Yeah, uh, I liked Paul being chased through the backstage. That was nice. Yeah, it was. He was very funny, and I like how um, Pat McAfee said that he was sharding or squirting while running through the halls. I like Pat McAfee. He has the energy. Have you ever had like a, like a small child try and tell you a story and they're just very excited and they zig and zag in a million different directions. Yes. Yeah. That's Pat McAfee in a nutshell. And I wish I still had that energy. <laughs> no, it's very infectious. I like, I like the energy that he brings to SmackDown. It hasn't been like that. And well, I think he's kind of on, I think he's an upgrade from Corey Graves, but I don't think, I think I still enjoy Corey Graves' work. That's just me speaking as to how highly I think of Pat McAfee's work. Yeah. Pat's very good. He's been a great addition, very energetic on Fridays. Uh, but no, I think Paul being chased around was good. The stuff with him and Brock is good. It keeps stall in play for the Mania match. I mean, I think there's a lot of directions they can go in this. But yeah, it's weird not having Roman um, have a bigger presence. And it's interesting having Brock just show up to do stuff like this. I wonder, did he? Uh, Brock had to have wrestled a dark match tonight for the crowd. 
No, no. I think uh, once really? he ran out of that building, he got the hell out of there. <laughs> you you got to pay for that. Like, if Brock does a dark match, he has to stick around. There's probably something in his contract since he makes another million dollars. Yeah, Brock's like for his money. Yeah, it's like for every moment he's in the building, it's probably like, you know, 50 grand. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, I thought this was a hot opening to the show uh tonight we got some super chats say job buck 99 saying he'll pile on ridge is either hurt or hurting i mean i looked at that and i don't know enough to to even analyze what went wrong in there it seems like biggie wasn't didn't have the opportunity to tuck uh before hitting with the trajectory of it but i'm sure smarter people than us will do an in-depth analysis of what went wrong but but look who's at fault is like so minuscule compared to the right. big story, which is Biggie is okay and has full movement. Yeah, and I hope there is no heat. I mean, I know wrestling works in mysterious ways, and sometimes if you're seen as at fault, there's heat, and it's understandable that there's this ecosystem, but I really don't think it's you know too fair to just kind of point blame and make it about whose fault it is. And you know, possibly this could be a mental issue where he could lose confidence after. Uh, feeling like he let everybody down. So I just think that, uh, you know, focusing on Biggie's health should be the priority uh, in terms of this injury. Uh, Highlight Real $2 is clarifying that he dropped a rap song called Hardy Boys Online. Oh, okay. Shout out. It's a Highlight Real. So blow that up. That's dope. Absolutely. I'm assuming it's about the series of young adult novels featuring the Hardy Boys solving mysteries. (laughs) As long as they get to who solved the mystery at the end. That's all I'm here for. Why wasn't W was WWE ever clever enough to have the Hardy Boys as a tag team solving mysteries in vignettes? Because that no. just seems like just low, low hanging fruit, you know. I'm surprised we didn't get something like that in the final deletion series. It seems like it would be more fitting for that, where Brother Nero becomes a crime fighter and it's one of his, you know, alter egos. Uh, as people are pointing out, like, yeah, I mean, I think the like energy and enthusiasm tonight, it's like, well. Uh, big NXT. Biggie could have been crippled. Up. Like, I'm, we're still kind of shaken up about that. Yeah, yeah sorry Biggie. that we're concerned about human life and we can't uh, be all happy. Well, it looks like Biggie's neck's almost broken. But, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the show. Yeah. And then we had to rehash like the hateful, terrible things in that Briscoe's tweet. And then people are like talking about, like, oh, well, both sides, it's like, uh, like, I really don't want to get into this. But when you start talking about like legitimately killing people for different points of view, that can be a stickler for some people. So you know, just a terrible news day. We got a lot of bad yes. news all at the same time. And the biggie yes. thing is just really, it was very scary for a while until he recently posted that update. Yes. And then on top of that, the Pete Dunn thing, in fact, the Pete Dunn thing, like alone would be just sort of a deflating event in the world of wrestling. Uh, that renamed to Butch. Butch. Pete now it's still Butch like Dunn. Um, and Rampage wasn't live tonight, which we've talked about this before. Look at our energy. Look, I mean, look at our energy. Look at the crowd energy when Rampage is live versus taped. Like we knew everything that was going to happen tonight. There were no surprises there. And SmackDown was okay. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. It was just kind of. Could have done without it. Yeah. And I hate, I mean, and I hate to say that. Uh, I thought there were some good things that happened tonight, but yeah, there, there's like, not a lot of super positive happy news uh thus far that we've been discussing here um but yeah so then we we did have uh rich holland and Seamus backstage and introducing butch their secret weapon 
Pete Dunne is now known as Butch. And he re-signed a contract last year. He was done. He said, I could go to AEW. I could go back to the UK and do my own thing. Or I could stay with, with WWE. They, they said they got big plans for me. I'll believe them. Oh, I'm going to go over Tony D'Angelo my life. I'm going to go over NXT's hottest star. And then onto the main roster. Oh, what pot of gold awaits me at the end of that rainbow. And it's the name Butch. And uh, looking like they're uh, 1930s dock workers making their way in this uh, new country. They look like they're all going on separate paper routes. They've all got the same types of paper boy hats. And Butch is Butch. Listen, what's going to determine whether or not... <laughs> Pete Dunn, look at like he just steps off the set of Newsies. Like... <laughs> Tony Award winning Pete Dunn. He's coming for all the awards. You know, Christian Bale came back from the movie version of Newsies. So maybe maybe Newsies isn't the, the you know, uh, permanent stain on your career. But no, I think, um, uh, okay, so we had them going up against uh, Kofi and Big E tonight. And Seamus and Rich Holland getting that win. And uh, Pete Dunn then coming in and piling on Big E and uh, Big E taking that belly to belly and getting hurt. Like, yeah, this, and you know, and then immediately fuck everything that happened on the show after that, because we're all on Twitter looking at photos of Big E being stretchered out and looking for updates about what's going on with Big E. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was really kind of the dominant story. And, um, you start seeing the pictures of the stretcher and then it just gets a little scary until it gives that update, which is not too long ago. But, uh, you know, people are mad now. You think people are not mad now about the Butch name. Wait until it's revealed that Pete Dunn is just a manager and is not intended to be a wrestler on the main roster. See, that's what, that's what you guys should be saving your anger for because people are going to end up calling him Butch. If he's good enough, and hopefully he is, but I don't know if they're going to give him that chance. If he's meant to succeed in WWE, we'll see it under any name, but if WWE doesn't have any plans for him and they just make him a manager, then the name is the least of his worries. And we were talking about this online in some tweets because Lance Storm, like some people were criticizing him because he was talking about like what it's like when you get stuck with a bad gimmick and, you know, that position. And, and I chimed in and saying like, look at Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. You're like double screwed with creative if you're given a new gimmick that doesn't get over and you're also seen as not being 100% on board with it because then you're the reason it didn't get over. Yeah. So it's like you have to take their terrible idea and be the best sport possible about it, um, even if you can watch it just, you know, uh, decaying in slow motion in front of a live crowd. Yeah. So that's, that's the mentality in WWE for things that get up. You look at somebody like Riddle who just a lot of questionable decisions made with the Matt Riddle character from Matt Riddle to what he is now, but he just followed them. He did it to the best of his ability. And now he's one of the biggest stars on that roster. Yeah. Well, and um, good on the Walter Gunther thing happening uh, in NXT. Pete Dunn might have an easier go of it i mean good good on sarcastically because in nxt there's no way they're going along with the gunther thing they're going to troll him left and right every chance they get on the main roster enough people don't know pete dunn that butch has a chance of sticking yeah and that's the same thing about walter gunther and you know i could even see them using walter as a way to get heat and eventually 
if he's able to succeed enough as a heel, I just see the Walter fight kind of dying down because the machine is just going to get behind that Gunther name and that machine almost always wins when it comes to things like their names. So we'll see. I, I want to see more about what Butch's role is going to be on the main roster if he's going to be allowed to wrestle because if not, and they just, because he looks very small next to those guys. And, you know, Sheamus is enormous. Ridge Holland is uh, not as big as Sheamus, but still pretty big. And they both dwarfed Pete Dunne. So I, I don't know about his future on the main roster as a wrestler. Night one, tweet of the night so, or a comment of the night so far, saying maybe they'll turn Pete into the SmackDown recapper who sells newspapers recapping the show with his three profits recap raw. But I want Pete Dunne in the capping. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about it. Stone Cold Steve Austin responds to Kevin Owens challenge. You know? <laughs> tweet all about it. <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> And like Vince McMahon walks by and is like, hey, mister, can I sell you a paper? I'm not going to do the accent. But, you know, I mean, we should really go all in with it. And then he and uh, Seamus and Ridge should be like a gang of hooligans, like an Oliver, you know, and be like pickpocketing and like running petty crimes. Like, you know, Seamus stole a popcorn cart. Now they're going to go and sell bootleg popcorn throughout the throughout the arena. They'll be like a British street gang. Yeah, you know, they're going uh, to have to come up with something now that they're not going to be feuding with the New Day. And this this could be that thing. This could be that thing, man, running petty <laughs> crimes uh, like an old-timey British street gang throughout SmackDown. That would And that would cheer me up to no end. And, you know, maybe maybe uh, they've got like a song and dance number they do. You know, maybe maybe uh, uh, Butch does the song and dance and then uh, Ridge and Seamus go and like pick the pockets of the audience. Wow. <laughs> it's like that Emmanuel Lewis uh, movie Lost in London where he falls in with a British uh, uh, youth street gang. You know, and they're putting on shows and robbing people. And it just be good times all, overall. So that's what I'm saying is Pete Dunn <laughs> is now the Emmanuel Lewis of Monday night, of uh, SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown. This needs to go to creative. I'm glad, I'm glad we have that recorder. We'll write this down word for word, send that to creative, and uh, get this WrestleMania storyline really going. I think those showstoppers at WrestleMania are really going to set the world on fire. Emmanuel Lewis, I'd like to point out, not only is he starting a hit series, have his own TV movie, Lost in London, which is streaming free on YouTube. And, you know, he had a hit single in Japan for City Connection, the music of which was used in the NES video game City Connection. So really, <laughs> what I'm saying is Pete Dunne should be lucky to be as successful as Emmanuel Lewis has been in his career. This is, you should have meet Jeff Goldblum. You guys should. That was very amazing how you connected one movie to the other uh, just seamlessly. And he's the only other one that uh, I know could do it just as good. Uh, we're just, you know, all uh, followers of Matt Pinfield on 120 Minutes who uh, taught us how to weave these tangled webs. Uh, so, oh, uh, Sami Zayn, his phone number got leaked today. Did you try calling it? I did not. Did you? I did. I got the busy signal every time I called and uh, it just gave up after a couple of times. I don't want to. I like that they committed to it, that they bought him like a burner iPhone and he's got like the screenshots of everything. I mean, this is elaborate. Yeah, I was expecting at least that he had some funny voicemail that it could get forwarded to, but they just left it live and people are just, <laughs> I don't know if it's a landline or what. And they put it out on TV tonight. So, oh, yeah. They want people calling it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I can only imagine do. what kind of, I can only imagine some of the messages, some of the voice messages. Like, somebody's got the voice messages that are being left. I can only imagine if I'm working there and you're in charge of these voice messages, what I would do, okay, listen to me. Because you don't know how long you're going to have a job in that company. I would record all of them. I would download them to my iCloud. And then if I get let go, maybe they leak. You know, maybe some of these messages leak because I am dying to know. 
what I mean, some of these messages sound like. I'm probably going to guess 25% are positive. He's probably gotten to invited to a lot of children's birthday parties. Oh, sure. I'm sure a lot of people love Seriously, I'm, legitimately, yeah. I'm sure a lot of them are positive. You know, those, yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Absolutely. I'm sure he's got a lot of other inv invitations of a more adult persuasion, the type of which we discussed sure. last week on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think uh, I think this was this was smart. This is a fun way to engage the fans in what is shaping up to be one of WrestleMania's hottest angles. And that's crazy if you think about it, because I would say, at least on the SmackDown side of things, like this is this is up there in terms of angles that the audience is into uh that everyone online is is entertained by you know i think th i think this is going to be a very very entertaining match at wrestlemania maybe that will be a segment next week johnny knoxville unveils some of the hateful voice messages left for Sami Zayn. now anthony wise as he called it shortly after it was posted sammy answered and yelled stop it so maybe i'm sure he sammy has possession of the burner phone yes or wwe in stanford connecticut some creative writer yeah, oh, maybe. You know what would be really funny is if there's somebody that Vince McMahon doesn't like and that number was their number. <laughs> it was like some business. And they pass it off to Sami Zayn's. But now, like, I, I can see that happening. Issa is saying she sent a picture of her dog. Issa's in the chat room tonight. Issa, a trooper, not feeling well. But going, still, still here with us. Hanging out. Of her dog. Well, that's, that's, I hope he retweets it then. Maybe we'll get some retweets of all these messages being sent. Oh, well, they're, they're audio. Yeah, uh, but Johnny Knoxville not there tonight. Uh, Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Jinder Mahal. The Viking Raiders got beat down backstage. Drew was cornered in the ring. Uh, what would you think of this promo segment? Yeah, it was whatever. They're trying to really heat up Happy Corbin. They're slapping this fake win streak on him that he's undefeated as Happy Corbin. They're giving him the stable now, it looks like, with Shanky and Jinder Mahal. And they're they're trying with Corbin, but this is kind of a cold program between him and McIntyre. And it's not all Corbin's fault. McIntyre's not necessarily lighting the world on fire right now either. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the Madcap Moss element. If this was Happy Corbin, if this was like loser Happy Corbin, or even like smug heel Happy Corbin, I think Corbin and Drew could do a better job without pigeonholing Moss into this. Sure, even that, though, would seem beneath Drew McIntyre, who was competing for the WWE Championship, in fact, defending it last year at WrestleMania, and yeah. has just essentially been mid-card McIntyre since, after they beat him multiple times in a main event setting with a heel. That's one way that you definitely kill a babyface. But they can heat him up whenever they want. Uh, I think they're saving him and Roman for, like, a SummerSlam, but that's where I see him going coming out of WrestleMania, as a program with the newly crowned champion, Roman Reigns. Hmm. Clyde P is uh, giving give us a super chat to say Google Stone Cold drinking beer and click on the images. You'll never see Stone Cold the same way again. I'm not. That's that's a risky click, man. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. I read your super chat, but this is going to be like some. I'm not going to make a reference to what I'm afraid this is going to be. So <laughs> too much uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, okay, so. Ronda versus Charlotte, this promo tonight, kind of a rehash. This is a hot angle. How are you feeling about this? I didn't feel much about it after this segment. I thought it was fine, but nothing really happened in this segment. But then they did the thing when they went yeah. off of the air. Uh, and I think that really helped heat this thing up because I, I wasn't really into this. 
And I think when they get to the actual match, it's going to be very good. I love their match that they had at Survivor Series a couple of years ago. But um, I haven't really liked the build to this. But this, I think they're actually starting to, to do something with these two. So by the end, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, no, the end segment was great. The end segment actually reminded me a lot of the Shane and AJ stuff they did a few years ago with that backstage fight. Um, that did leaps and bounds to build this angle. But this promo tonight, I mean, this exchange was just same stuff they've been doing. You yes. Know? Yeah, very. And Rhonda, I heard delivery is fine, but she comes off as very scripted. Apparently, this is how she talks in real life. But <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they... They need to work on how scripted their promos are. It just does sound like not how anybody talks. Um, okay, so this was a high point. This was a high point in the show. I think we can agree that uh, this was a great moment seeing Naomi and Sasha enter together to face Shayna Baszler and Natalia, and they went over, uh, setting up this match that word on the street's going to be a four-team match for the tag team championship. But how are you feeling about Naomi and Sasha? Yeah, I feel like they're pretty much favored to win those tag team titles. I think they're the last hope for this division. Uh, you just see with Natalia having all these random partners every couple of weeks, it's kind of a farce, this division, and they haven't really given it a chance to establish actual women tag teams. But I think Sasha and Naomi could be the saviors. I think Team Bad or Black Girl Magic or whatever you want to call them are going to be saviors of this division. And they should just give them an honest tag team title run. I think it'd work wonders. And that's interesting uh, what you said about Natalia. So for the record, Alfred Kanawa is against random partners. <laughs> yes, I'm against random partners. It has to be with somebody that you love. It has to be somebody you care about and that you're, you see yourself envisioning a future with because you know, we've got to mature as adults when it comes that's to true. random partners. <laughs> Shut down the waiting room. <laughs> He's looking for something serious. Yes. Uh, no, this match was good. I think Sasha and Naomi have the it factor like a million times over. Um, they looked great tonight. Their entrance was great. I think this match is going to be a high point at WrestleMania, and I think their win is going to be a show-stealing moment. We'll see. We'll see how much time they give them, where they slot the match. Um, I, I think that they could maybe... Because I just remember how the... Um, I believe it was a multi-women's tag match... Uh, last year and it was just kind of a, all over the place and I'm not blaming the women in particular I'm just saying that a lot of times it's with random tag team partners that aren't able to like get any chemistry together so you're gonna have all these chemistry issues if you put them all together at once yeah um I like what the chat saying Bernie DC saying in which they brought back Beth to team with Natalia uh, yeah team but we don't know who Natalia's partner is gonna be yet yeah, Beth Phoenix would make would make sense because they had the pinup strong thing going for a while, but we'll see. No, absolutely. Uh, Rick Boogs versus Jay Uso, and oh, they pulled a trick tonight. Rick uh, made it seem like he had an injured leg; he was all bandaged up. And Jay said, "Hey, you want to face us for the tag team championships? You got to beat me one on one in your current condition." He undid the bandage and won. So now Rick and Shinsuke are the number one contenders for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yes, WrestleMania SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Very weird way to start to build it up. But, you know, they could have done worse. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, look, they're going to have a great moment at Mania. The crowd loves Rick. Shinsuke still has... Shinsuke... I, I, and I have to give... This is like... 
some of the best credit um, you can give anyone on the roster. Shinsuke has never once wavered. He carries himself the same way he did when he debuted in NXT, the same way he did as NXT champ. No matter where his position on the card is, he acts like a top guy. Yeah, I think he's always had that all-world charisma, and that's really helped him, even as, you know, people would say that compared to his New Japan days, he maybe isn't nearly as good, or that maybe he is outside of his prime in terms of physically, but what really made him a star is that charisma. You know, a lot of people can do strong style, but not a lot of people can do it with the charisma that Shinsuke has, and um, I think a lot of what makes him a star is all that stuff outside the ring. To this day, that WrestleMania entrance that he had I believe it was WrestleMania 34. Phenomenal entrance. Great live entrance. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to go all out for their entrance at Mania. Which will be good. Uh, So we got the Intercontinental Championship match. Sami Zayn versus Ricochet. Ricochet retaining. But man, they really uh, gave this some time to go. I mean, this this was uh, the main event tonight. People are really behind Ricochet. All they needed to do was just give him an inch, and these people are taking a mile. That's what's happening right now. They're just giving Ricochet the smallest open. People know that he's talented. People want to love this guy. They just want a reason, and WWE is giving them a reason, and they're running with it. I mean, I felt like this guy was a huge baby face tonight, and he had another very, very good match with Sami Zayn. He got put over clean. I thought this was very good. There's something brilliant about this, and I don't think they realize this enough, that if you have a wrestler who isn't great in the promo department, you can put them opposite somebody who talks excessively and too much, and then the silence of your baby face looks like strength. Yeah, 100%. And that's that's the Bret Hart formula, is that Bret Hart had this way of wrestling that was going to get him over, just this natural in-ring charisma that... It was undeniable, but his promos weren't as strong, so they made him the strong and silent champion uh, until he eventually developed on the mic, and then he was an incredible heel. Yeah. But no, I think this is good, and I think uh, Sammy is bringing out some magic in Ricochet that has not been there previously. Yeah, yeah, doing a great job. They're, you know, they're getting behind him. That's all they ever needed to do. And what about the confrontation between McAfee and Austin Theory at the top of this match? No favors done for Austin Theory, I thought. It was just, um, I know Austin Theory is a heel, but to have like a, a non-wrestling Pat McAfee, I was looking for it to be more of kind of a brawl. You think of the Bret Hart, Vince McMahon brawl that they have where they did a good job of making it look like it was real, where Vince, or Bret slapped Vince's ears, uh, uh, headphones off, and then Vince just grabbed the shirt and they just kind of tussled, kind of like a real-life brawl. And this was just like an action movie sequence with Pat McAfee just beating the crap out of Austin Theory, who's running away from him, and it was... Hard to believe. I thought Pat McAfee's energy intensity was good, and they're doing a good job. The crowd was with it. It was just very hard for me to believe. And if this is the guy in Austin Theory that they're really trying to build up to be Vince McMahon's pet project, I don't think this is the way you do it. Yeah, I don't know what they see. I mean, I guess Vince thought Finn Balor was a really handsome dude with a lot of charisma, and that kind of makes the Austin – and I'm not saying he's not as someone who's been referred to as someone that looks like a heavy set Finn Balor. Uh, I think that Austin Theory has that similar vibe in a way, but I think that Finn's been around long enough that Finn wasn't going to be molded by Vince, whereas Austin's probably willing to do whatever is asked of him. 
Right. Austin's still very young and uh, can learn all these quote unquote good habits that WWE is going to teach them and know that they're going to stick. And also young stars is what WWE needs right now. They need their future to be solidified. They need guys in their twenties and women in their twenties who can start to develop and carry WWE into the next generation because they just keep going back to that part-timer. Well, and now we're starting to see them kind of, uh, run it dry with Stone Cold Steve Austin now coming back for what's believed to be kind of a brawl. Man, I wish Vince was in this match. He'll be involved somehow. I don't think he's taking any bumps, but I think Vince McMahon will be ringside. He'll be a special guest referee is what I think the direction they're going to go. Yeah, it's interesting. And then I think they're going to set something up to where maybe Austin comes out and gives him a stunner. Mm. Well, yeah, and we saw that tonight. Stone Cold Steve Austin responding to Kevin Owens. So... Interesting how this has changed from Stone Cold coming back for a match to now, well, it's going to be a segment that's going to devolve into a fight, but it's explicitly not a match. Right. It's a hybrid. It's going to be a comeback without it being a comeback. I think they're going to run spots. I think it's going to be kind of, I guess it was described as an action sequence. That's just, they're just going to do a couple of spots. And I think fans are going to get more than just a segment where it's a stunner, but less than an actual full-blown match. It is the Toyota Prius of matches. <laughs> Why? Because nobody's happy and it's a terrible driver? But it's a hybrid. Yes. Uh, we get the headline <laughs> of the things we want, and then we're still stuck having to use gas half the time. Uh, Joni Shana Jenkins, Canadian $5, saying I still can't get over how small Hobbs look beside Keith Lee. He must be freaking huge. He's a big boy. Yes. Um, Hojo to go Bolinski, $4. Butch Nuff said. Butch! Like, I think part of the chat room is like, I don't see what the big deal is. Get over it. But it's like a lot of people, one, it's a very easy name to make fun of. Like it's remarkably easy to make fun of because it's kind of an outdated name. When's the last time you met someone named, named Butch? I guarantee that's a, directly from Vince McMahon and a reference to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Not the Little Rascals? <laughs> no, not not uh, Butch who played Eddie Munster? You know, like not a lot of famous Butches. You know, and the butch as an adjective, I think, is more popular in recent years. Um, yeah, it's just an easy it's, it's kind of a goofy name. If butch gets to wrestle, I think he could wrestle his way out of this. It just depends on what they let him do as a wrestler. Let wrestler. I think people are jumping the gun, even reacting to butch. I want to see if he's, my takeaway was they're going to use this guy as a manager, as a non wrestling manager now. Um, and he may not get an opportunity to wrestle. And it is only one vowel switch away from their favorite insult to have male wrestlers uh, call one another. Yeah, definitely. So, Got away from Pete Romney with Skeet and now Butch with sounds kind of like another thing that he's going to be called by wrestlers when they want to get him over. Yes. Um, so the main event tonight was very good. Ricochet winning over Sammy. But then backstage, the brawl, the brawl in the parking area between Charlotte and Rhonda. Very vicious, very intense. Uh, what did you think of this as they went off the air, finally putting some uh, real heat and intensity behind this feud? Yeah, thought it was good. I thought the, really it was a good main event, but all intents and purposes, it was a flat show uh, until this final segment. I thought they did a good job with this. Maybe they could have done this right after the segment that they did have, but I get going off of the air with this big angle. They needed really some big angle to go off the air with, I guess, for a show like this, because nothing really happened. And um, yeah, I thought this was good. No, it was a very hot way to end the show. And 
you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how fans respond to this compared to the Raw Women's Championship match. Yes. Uh, Jax, Jax Callens, $2, saying tacos. Hell yeah, tacos. Shout out to Jax. Or some Del Taco later. It'll be waiting for me when I get off the air here tonight. Get some uh, crispy uh, Beyond, uh, Beyond Meat tacos or something. I like that carne asada from the taco truck down the street from me. They're very good. Gordo's Tacos. Uh, oh, you know what's interesting we should talk about because it, it is a, a hot story in the world of wrestling because it's officially out today. Yep, uh, did you end up getting WWE 2K22? I have not gotten it yet. I've heard great things about it. How do you like it? Uh, so I bought it the other night because I, I said, God damn it, the FOMO is going to get to me once again and I'm going to have to buy this stupid game. Uh, but, you know, I bought it and I'll say this. The play system is much less broken than it was in years past. Glitches still do happen. The control scheme is different. So it's weird that I have muscle memory from like the old games. Yeah. Like I was trying to do some of the same things. Like there's some subtle differences though. Um, The graphics for as much as we've gone over. Oh my God. The graphics look amazing. The graphics oftentimes look amazing and oftentimes look way too angular and a little like uncanny Valley creepy. (laughs) Like, like everything almost needs to be a little softer. Yeah some of the facial structure you know yeah yeah I, I've, I've seen that especially when they do the entrances and they close up on them you can yeah. kind of see that there's not a lot of expression there yeah um but everybody's got my, botox on that game my gm mode is strangely my gm mode is let me just say is stupid it is a ridiculous idea because the whole thing like once you figure out how to do it it's it's easy as can be and it's not really that fun if you're not because if you're not going to play all the matches, um, you, you just end up hitting simulate a lot of the time to see what happens. But it is weirdly true to life that it rewards you. You could, you could have repetitive feuds that go nowhere, the same matches week in and week out. And if you go to the psychology that they have versus like cruiserweight versus giant or bruiser versus fighter, you will basically your fans will remain flat. Um, your stuff will be graded poorly, but somehow you will still make money despite yourself. And that is the most accurate thing I can think of for WWE. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's a message that they're trying to tell you. Hey, at the end of the day, if it makes money, then we're doing fine. And my GM, I've played it a few times now. I played the short seasons. I played the long full 50 weeks. I played on all the different difficulty modes and was able to beat it. Um, But there's even limits there. Like you can only have a men's champion, a women's champion, and there's, you know, singles or tag teams, extreme rules, TLC, tables, and hell in a cell. Like you don't get to really, I don't know, like it's more of a math game with your roster and whatnot and the way it works. Um, And then it's weird when you've got people you know uh uh like you know baron corbin wants a bonus or else he's he's walking away from smackdown you know it's just like weird little uh developments in roster management that happen see that's where they could take an advantage of this storyline mode is they actually kind of incorporate more realistic backstage storylines like the ones we read so somebody doesn't want to do a job or somebody's going to go to the competition oh yeah there's a little of that you know for extra realism i put ali on my roster and didn't use him at all and then refused to release or trade him throughout the throughout the season (laughs) you should own a wrestling company um but the gameplay's good there's a lot to do in it i have to say this is probably the most fun i have had with one of their games since 2k 16 maybe okay you know, oh, that was probably man. the last one that I really enjoyed. I got to check this out. Yeah, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about it. I think people are just comparing it to the disaster of 2K20. So now anything would have done as long as it just doesn't glitch out. But it sounds like a good game. 
and the roster is ridiculous in how complete and completely outdated it is. Oh, yeah. You've got the iconics, you got Braun Strowman. When I'm in the performance center in the My Rise mode, uh, you know, it's like you're seeing HBK up there with Road Dog, and then you've got a referee that's like, you know, trying to tell you about conspiracy theories and saying, Hey, can you give me a ride to the city council meeting later? I'm gonna speak there. Okay, maybe that didn't happen, but it's very accurate and outdated to the performance center where it was like a year ago. And it's an interesting time capsule of WWE. Yeah, well, that's why everybody should support this game because I don't know how the royalties work, but I'm guessing that some of these released talent are going to get a royalty check for their likeness being used in the game. So a lot of people unemployed who are on this game, maybe you want to support them. Uh, Check out WWE 2K22. Yeah, hey, Tyler Breeze was my uh, SmackDown champion for the better part of my last, my my GM season. Uh, So let's talk about AEW Rampage. And this was taped on wednesday uh some good stuff tonight but all the marquee moments we kind of knew in advance we open with darby allen versus sting versus mark ken with isaiah cassidy and uh pretty simple straightforward match but the big thing was the hardy boys jeff and matt making an entrance after the match it looks like setting up something with sting and darby og hardy boys it's fishnets and everything had the hand gimmicks, so they looked like 1998 Hardy Boys. They looked like the old dudes at the Nine Inch Nails concert, you know? <laughs> it was just, yeah, bringing it back, man, bringing it back. But no, they looked good for their age. But yeah, it's like it, it took me out for a moment because, yeah, they were really old school. On Very much so. And so that means we got to get Surfer Sting out there, too. Come on now. We got to get Surfer Sting, and he's got to cut his hair and bleach it. He's got to commit to this. I want, I want Surfer Sting against the old school Hardy Boys. And then Darby could be there too, as you know. <laughs> it's like baby Sting, you know? Yeah. Actually, Darby should do the surfer Sting and Sting can do the, the crow Sting. Oh, there you, and go. There does, you go. You know what? That's actually a good idea. You know? Now, I wonder if uh, when Sting does retire, if maybe he'll transfer like his soul or essence into Darby. Like that could be a new angle. Remember they tried to do that with The Undertaker where there's like, oh, Bray stole The under- Undertaker's uh, I mean, did they outright say like they stole his soul or his essence? Like there was yeah, some weird. That's thing they what did was in the urn, and they even had a doppelganger Undertaker, Brian Lee. So it was Undertaker versus Undertaker, I believe at SummerSlam '92. And you know, yeah. I thought the fake Undertaker did a great job because when I was a kid, I thought it was the Undertaker, and then you know, until you started hearing whatever. But even if you watch it today, it looks like the Undertaker he has the same kind of tattoos. He works very similar to him. Nobody can duplicate how the Undertaker works. So you, after a while, can tell. But they did a very good job, I think, copying the Undertaker in that angle. So what do you think of Jamie Hayter versus Mercedes Martinez and Jamie going over tonight? It was okay. They're, I thought they were building toward a split between Hayter and Britt Baker. But uh, not a lot of heat behind this match. But it was all right. And a lot of it was done in picture in picture. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and I think Britt being there was cool. Yeah. So they're really building toward Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa getting the strap on next this next week's St. Patty's Slam. Thunder Rosa coming out to make the save for Mercedes after when Baker, Hater, and Rebel went to beat her down. Uh, we did get backstage comments from Hikaru Shida about Serena Deeb setting something up for them. Thought this was very good. I think, yeah, um, yeah a lot of fire. Uh, it sounds like she's been really working because she wasn't really able to speak that much. And um, uh, But it sounds like she's really done a good job like working on her English and being able to cut these promos. And I thought she was excellent tonight. This had a very good, quick pace tonight. I liked how for an hour-long show there, I just felt like there was a lot in it and it moved very quickly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it didn't move very quickly. They had a lot of wrestling on it. I thought the opening match was good in that they had a couple of crazy bumps, like uh, yeah. the bump to the outside with the 450 splash, and, you know, it was a pretty good match. Jackson, $2, saying, I want Alfred with a mohawk and horseshoe. <laughs> well, there you go. I was Mr. T for a couple of years on Halloween, and I had a legit mohawk. Really? Oh, yes. It's very important to do that. I was watching on my bootleg cable the 24-hour-a-day Different Strokes channel, and I was watching the Mr. T and Little T episode. And Gary Coleman, he didn't, you know, with the bald cap, like it really detracted. (laughs) Yeah, you cannot have a bald cap. you got to commit. You know, I understand if Gary Coleman in a condition can't grow the hair, but you got to commit to these Mohawks. I know, especially if you're trying to impress Dudley's cousin. You know, I mean, she's not going to go for that, (laughs) you know, unless you really, really go all out with it. Uh, Different Strokes has kind of aged okay. It's an interesting kind of woke show in its first couple seasons. Like the series seems like it's really about Mr. Drummond realizing how racist the world is. Yeah. Very ahead uh, of its time. Yeah. Very ahead of its time for the couple seasons. But then like when Sam shows up, like, oh, it all goes to shit. Like, yeah, every, every, man, when he got kidnapped, I've never been so happy as thinking a character was going to be written <laughs> off a show. Uh, but no, they found him and uh, he made a return for that last season. That'd be a wild way to write somebody off a show that families watch. It's just like, well, if you got kidnapped, <laughs> make sure you lock the doors. But but everyone understands. Like, there's some child actors that can transcend bad material, and there's some child actors that are just like so over the top annoying. Um, it's like when you know, and, it's, and the younger sibling is the tough one. It's like when they brought in Chrissy on Growing Pains. You can't bring in. I think Family Ties is the only sitcom that ever brought in like a new child character, and it actually made the show better. Which character was that? Uh, when they brought in Andy, and they aged okay, okay. him, and then okay. because Andy was like trying to emulate Alex, so he had like yeah. the friendship with him. That was very cute. That was very well done. But yeah, when you bring in the kid, like normally that's the kiss of death. Like yes, Ultra Omega is saying like the cousin Oliver mode. You know, like uh, the, when, when the Cosby show brought in Raven Simone, that actually did kind of rejuvenate it. And I think that's what people are going for is a cute kid that could help rejuvenate the program before it just falls apart. But it's failed. I mean, remember, they tried to marry with children. They tried on who's the oh, boss. Yeah. Even on Growing Pains, they brought in Leonardo DiCaprio in the last season. And it yeah. just didn't do anything. You know? It's never. You know, he was filming that. I watched the movie Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis and Chuck Norris last night. And Leo DiCaprio, uh, you know, got Growing Pains. So we couldn't do the movie Sidekicks, which launched Jonathan Brandis to start him. Wow. Yes. Could be an alternate. Uh, you know, have you ever seen Sidekicks? No, I have not seen it. Okay, I've so never heard of it. I thought it was about Jonathan Brandis learns karate and like Chuck Norris is his karate teacher. And that's the plot of the movie. That is not the plot of the movie. Jonathan Brandis is a nerd who has imaginary daydreams about Chuck Norris, where he's Chuck Norris's sidekick. So you see all these recreations of Chuck Norris films with Jonathan Brandis with his mullet there fighting alongside him. And then Jonathan Brandis is picked on. So he wants to learn karate. He goes to Joe Piscopo, who's playing like the bootleg Martin Kreese uh, in this movie. And Joe Piscopo won't, you know, like just says, hey, get out of here, nerd. And then he gets trained uh, by a uh, 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 master of the martial arts. And then in the last tournament, it turns out Chuck Norris is like a special guest at the tournament. So he gets to meet his hero and like meets him face to face. It's kind of like it's a movie. For, if, if you thought Karate Kid was too emotionally and mentally complex, Sidekicks is the movie for you. <laughs> There's an audience for that. <laughs> is that there a Reddit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just need a simpler version of the Karate Kid. What did this you know? get on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, probably not very much. 
Uh, but yes, rest I in peace, Jonathan it. Brandis. He did uh, Sidekicks and Ladybugs in the same year. And I haven't watched Ladybugs. It's probably a lot of its age terribly, but I remember Ladybugs being underrated at the time. Maybe I'll have to give that another Mind spin this weekend. Putting over yes. Ladybugs. Well, we'll check it out. That'll be our movie of the week review. I like movies. And my wife was saying, Glenn, what does this say about you? Many of my favorite movies are movies about somebody pretending to be somebody else. Like, I love Tootsie. I love Just One of the Guys. I love Hiding Out. I love Working Girl. I love The Secret of My Success. Even Back to the Future is kind of that. I like movies where people, like, take on another role to learn something or advance in life. It's a, it's a very specific genre that I love to no end. So you're not going to watch the upcoming movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage. Ooh, that could be interesting, you know? Could be like kind of some next level stuff. Anyhow, back to Rampage. It's good. We have we haven't had we haven't completely derailed the show in a while. So this is you know. And last week, as everyone pointed out, last week, oh, did we have a gimmick? But last week was probably the single most on-topic episode we have ever done of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Yes, uh, the world came together for that one. Really Stars incredible. aligned. It's really incredible. Uh, Keith Lee versus QT Marshall, the Stefan Urkel of uh, AEW. Powerhouse Hobbs out there on the commentary desk. And uh, of course, Keith Lee getting that win. But how do you think he looked in this match? I thought this was good. I thought QT Marshall is a perfect person to work with. I think they often kind of dismiss QT Marshall as like a good hand in terms of how people receive him. But I do think he's a lot more talented than that. And I think he's a good heel and a great person for Keith Lee to work with and get over and take bumps for. So I thought the match was good. And it looks like they're angling toward uh, Keith Lee and Will Hobbs. So hopefully they're just going to be able to keep this momentum going. They did give Will Hobbs something. So it'll be interesting. Keith Lee looks so happy to be there and he's doing so well. Yeah. He's very, and people are into him and they're chanting baskets glory. And it's a real fun thing to do. Uh, do, do you have to just feel like you got one over on the man if you were in WWE and able to keep your real name and then go somewhere else and still use your real name? 100%. That's, and that's the way to go. That's always what you want to do first is use either your real name or the name that you marketed on the indies. I think he was able to convince them that you know some people do get to keep their real names because it was so marketable in the indies that uh, it could hopefully make them into a bigger star in WWE. But the rule of thumb in WWE is that they want to own and merchandise your name. And that kind of reality era is over now. Maybe Vince is thinking, you know, this Pete Dunn guy, we can't let him leave the company as Pete Dunn and just go make bajillions of dollars elsewhere. Instead, we're going to turn him into Butch and I will make Butch the biggest star in professional wrestling. And then if you want to leave and go back to Pete Dunn, well, that Butch name stays with me and you're going to be in the poorhouse buster. <laughs> I mean, that'd be the best of both worlds for Butch, because if he did get over in WWE, he wouldn't need that name to get over on the Indies. So if they fired him or if he couldn't come to terms and he had to go somewhere else, Pete Dunn, that slaps. And why isn't there a WWE wrestler named Buster? Because you could just have every promo going, look at here, Buster. You know, <laughs> like, come on, Vince. If you like Butch, Buster is like a layup. Yeah, it's only when he's talking to Vince, though, because nobody else under the age of 70 says Buster anymore. I think Vince calls everyone Buster or Kid. Sure, sure. I think Vince does definitely. Yes. It's, it's a good idea. It's solid. Uh, on the St. Patrick's Day Slam on Wednesday's AEW Dynamite, we will have a steel cage match for the AEW Women's Championship, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. We have the TNT Championship on the line, Scorpio Sky versus Wardlow, and the AEW Champion Hangman Page and AEW Tag Team Champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus teaming together versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon, and then Brian Danielson and John Moxley with William Regal in their corner versus Chuck Taylor and Wheeler Yuta. 
Uh, Alfred, how are you feeling about Scorpio Sky as the TNT champion? I'm enjoying it while it lasts. I love that he won it. Scorpio Sky much deserves something like that. They did a good job heating him up over the past couple of months when they finally got serious about him. Uh, but uh, in the back of my mind, I think he's getting co-feed next week against Wardlow, which is uh, very sad to say. But I hope, listen, they can go with this thing. MJF can come in there and cost Wardlow that title. Or I'd be fine with the story being told that Wardlow wins, and now is he going to hand over the title to MJF like in his contract? It looks like they're setting up for that moment uh, for Wardlow to win, but who knows? Maybe they'll do a few that's not for the TNT Championship, and they'll let Scorpio run with this title for a little bit. I think they should. I think um, per very valid criticisms you've had about AEW now for quite some time, I think that Scorpio Sky, Jade Cargill, I think that both their uh them being champions is phenomenal and just so great for their careers perfect timing with how over they are with the crowd i would really hate to see this be short-lived yeah and i think they're doing a good job with this whole stable i mean we were complaining early on that all it was was dan lambert cutting these promos while they're sitting there and i love dan lambert and i love his promos really? and i think he's phenomenal i do i do think he's really a great heel and i think he's perfect for aw because people legitimately get upset because what he says hits so close to home and he says it with such passion and charisma and he's really just working but he says it with such passion and charisma that i think he's able to kind of he's the closest thing they have to june Cornette, where people think that he actually hates aew and I think he pulls it off very well. I think he's a good character. And I okay. think he gets a lot of heat following him that I didn't think the wrestlers were benefiting from it, actually. I think my criticism with him was that he was outshining a lot of these wrestlers by being this force of energy. But I do think he's now done a good job stepping back a little bit now that Scorpio gets to kind of shine here. I think it's just that with Scorpio, he's so charismatic. And, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet him in person and had a few brief interactions with him. And, like, he has so much charisma and just is so charming. And I just feel that the crowd's going to love this guy the more they let him do on the mic. Yeah. And he couldn't, because they kind of split up the duties here with the mic. But, you know, Scorpio Sky's wrestling is phenomenal i want to see some of these matches that he could have for the tnt title i think um he's gonna probably carry warlow to the best match and warlow has been very good in terms of his progression he's very explosive he um just needs to do that power bomb to get over so he's a great worker in terms of uh, doing as little as possible and getting over but i think this is going to be a great wrestling match for warlow next friday will probably be the lowest rated rampage of all time because it's going to start at 11 30 p.m Oof. eastern Maybe later, depending on the, how late the NCAA tournament goes on TNT. Yes, that March Madness. I'm very excited for March Madness. It's one of my favorite times of the year in sports, but AEW is going to be adversely affected by this because it's already a tough time watching Rampage, but to have to do it with its time slot getting exploded again, never a good sign. The first sports bet I ever placed in grade school was on a March Madness tournament. Really? Do you remember the game? Was it a 12? Uh, I remember, I think I picked Duke. Duke was mine to go all the way, and I do not think they won in 1988. Okay. No, I don't think that was Duke. Oh. Might have gone off to look. They might yes. have won in 98. 88. 88. Because yeah. I'm old. 46, Alfred. Getting on in years. <laughs> Uh, Shane Strickland, Shane Swerve Strickland versus Tony Nese tonight in the main event. And. They flip this a lot of the time and give us a lengthy opening match and then a shorter closing match. Tonight, this felt like a true main event with Strickland's AEW in-ring debut. What did you think of this match against Tony Nese? That was good. I thought it was solid. There was not 
a lot behind this. It's not like there was any time to build as to the actual match itself, but they kind of built this match by saying, hey, remember those matches on 205 Live? Yeah. Which I don't know if that's the best way to build a matchup. <laughs> it's like, hey, remember that inside joke we had about potatoes? Yeah. Like, I don't know if the rest of the people are going to be in on it. Yeah. It was a good match. I thought there was good yeah. energy. Love seeing and Swerve. Kyle chanted, this is AEW. awesome. Who's house chant? Very black episode of AEW Rampage. A very black week. I've, I very much enjoyed it. Every male singles title was competed by a black person on Wednesday. I, I love to see it in terms of the development of these characters. And uh, I, I thought they did a good job with Swerve. I think Swerve's going to be a star. It was a very good match. Um, I'm looking forward to what he does next in AEW. What program would you put him in? Very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of options. I don't know what's going to happen with this Adam Cole, Hangman, Adam Page thing. I'm guessing that Adam Cole might win that title when all is said and done. I have no problem seeing Hangman, Adam Page, and Swerve Scott uh, coming off that title feud for him to really kind of showcase what he's got. I want to see him against some AEW's best. Well, the question is, will Hit Row be joining him in AEW? We'll see. A lot of heat on uh, top down. I'd love to see it, but I'm not going to get my hopes up for it because uh, that would be awesome. So I I'm always here for a hit row reunion, but you know, top dollar and I stand by top dollar. I love that he spoke out and, and talked his talk, but I, I don't think he made any friends in Jacksonville, but you know, we'll see. This is supposed to be the progressive wrestling company water under the bridge. I'm afraid to ask, well, what did what did he do? You don't remember that the whole thing with the Jordans? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The young oh, that's, 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 like okay, yeah. God, sorry. Compared, compared to the Briscoes tweets we discussed earlier, no, no, like no, no. You just, yeah. like that, nothing like that. It was just a bird no, app drama, which fine. shouldn't carry that's over fine. to real life. Yeah, I mean, come on, you know, LL and Cannabis could run into each other at the club when they were feuding and still be okay. Hundred percent. Yeah, I understand <laughs> the power of kayfabe and the feuds, um, but no, I think. Uh, Hit Row, in my mind, is the most recent what-if as far as factions that were just getting going that we didn't really see fully taken to their full potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I watched Hit Row, and I thought we were witnessing something very special. Like, this is going to be the next legacy in terms of what the New Day brought. They're going to take mm -hmm. that and bring it even further, and this is going to be the modern-day New Day. And just kind of fizzled the second they got called up, and, you know, stuff maybe outside of that could have affected it. Uh, but I just thought the presentation of the main roster never lived up to what it was in NXT, but that was always a problem with WWE and NXT. No, I agree with that. Uh, but all in all, good Rampage tonight, solid. W wish it wish it had been live. But um, yeah. yeah, aside from that, though, it's good. It was solid. Uh, still, man, and I think Biggie tweeted during Rampage that he was okay. Again, like, cannot stress enough any anyone if you did not watch night in real time cannot stress enough just the the cloud of worry that was going on when biggie was stretchered off and we didn't know that he was okay yes there is a very uncertain time you just never know and uh, that was on i think everybody's mind watching wrestling until they heard otherwise it's just because it just did not look like a good month Again, one of those things, I'm never going to watch that again. I just saw it once to see what the buzz was about because I actually missed it the first time it happened. And I just, horrible. Well, I'm trying to remember the last thing that was like this. I remember what happened with Enzo at, what was it, uh, Payback many years ago when yeah. he got knocked out. But, but yeah, it's like 
these things don't happen very often when they do. It creates a very tense situation. Uh, Allison Tuckwab, $9.99 right into the children's fund. Uh, Raj Geary is uh, preparing to send his daughters to college. Why Aaron <laughs> Rodgers paid Dante Adams with his money? Because he has a lot. That's not how the NFL works. You've got to get the money from the players and owners' share of the NFL revenue, and they're getting the money that they're worth. Aaron Rodgers is worth a certain amount of money in terms of quarterback market. Devontae Adams, highest paid wide receiver in the league, as he should be. So Devontae Adams will get paid by the organization, as will Aaron Rodgers. They're both going to get broken off because they're the best in the world, and we're going to beat the Bills in the Super Bowl next year. There you go. Uh, So you're going to get 2K22. I think there's cross-platform play. We should try and get something going That'd be with uh, with uh, the wrestling journalists. We should try and get a tournament going with our <laughs> – but only with creator wrestlers. So you as the African Blackhawk, Black me as Glenergy. African Blackhawk's about to wash all you guys. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to touch the African Blackhawk. Nobody. You know, I hear Africa has the biggest Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. West Africa, in, uh, to be specific. Uh, Jax Callens, $5 saying broken neck, Austin's career, and many others didn't work for years. I pray for him. Serious in- injury. I mean, look, number one thing that matters is that Biggie is conscious is that he's, uh, has movement and, uh, yeah, it's not about, you know, oh, how soon is he gonna be back in the ring? I mean, let's just hope he continues to be okay for the time being one day at a time. Seems to be in good spirits and I'm just hoping the best for him. Absolutely. So on that note, uh, everybody have a great weekend. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.